Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Full stop, period. Check it out, everybody. Go to emc2learning.com and sign up today to support John Meehan and myself trying to change the world with other engagement engineers like yourself. It is a great great website filled with all sorts of resources, some of which we're going to kind of explain here today. Uh, If you haven't noticed, you can hear a little pep in my step. That's due to the fact that I am on summer. If you are catching up with Well Played on the regular, if you're one of our regulars, one of our weeklies, I'd absolutely love a shout out on Twitter, at Mr. Matera. Use the hashtag Well Played Podcast. I am super excited to get into today's episode, which is about mega game considerations. This is, if you're with me, again, on the regular, and you're listening, and you have a bit of summer, and you never thought about gamifying your class, or, or, for those of you out there, I'm looking at you, several of you, Jamie Halsey, Jordan, Ryan, um, for example, Jason, uh, if you're on the regs and you're thinking about maybe making some twists and turns to your game, changes to your game, and or developing a game if you are brand new, welcome. Welcome to the channel. Uh, what are some considerations that you might use this summer time to sort of capitalize and tweak some of the major game components, the big things that take time? Not going to lie. For those of you new to gamification, absolutely best Best practices, I think, are tied into gamification. Absolutely love the creativity and the flexibility it brings to your classroom. But I'm also going to tell you the truth. It takes time. Anything with intentionality takes some time. So looking at my sort of show notes here for mega game considerations, big pieces that might take a little more time and intentionality to sort of think through is I kind of broke it down into three categories that I'm going to fly through today here on the podcast. Uh, If if we want to have a larger discussion on these, I would absolutely love it. Uh, Let me know, and maybe I can pull in a guest, maybe maybe one of the ones I mentioned to talk about some of these things, or maybe all of them. Do a mega, mega podcast. Uh, All right. This one, uh, the three sort of categories I looked at would, would be kind of websites and bulletin boards, currencies, and items and sort of power-ups. And starting with that first one, websites and bulletin boards, this, this is a good thing to think through, right? The website is so integral to my game because it's a great way to sort of put some secret things out there, definitely by all means of the things on this list that are possibly the bridge too far. The one you don't need to uh, start right away with would be this website. Uh, Don't worry about it if you're brand new. If you've been doing gamification for a while, think about it. It's a great piece because it has a whole new avenue that you can kind of add secret elements to, right? Place things, hide things, hide little buttons. And if you're going to use the website, I would suggest uh, using, well, there's all sorts of free ones out there now. So I guess I would explore some of the free ones um, that are out there. Really, I I really don't need to get into the choices here. Uh, 
let me see here. I'm going to Google free website builders. Let's see what comes up. Uh, the first one right away is the one I would probably suggest is Wix.com. Uh, but there's Weebly, Website Builder Expert, 10 free best website builders, right? 19 best free website builders. Check them out in 2022. There's all sorts of ones. But Wix, let's take that as kind of the example. Wix is a great site that allow you for free to build out a website. And then use something like TinyURL to provide the link or put it up on your LMS so that kids don't have to remember a long free Wix slash whatever, whatever website it could just be you know tiny url slash your class game name right so for me it'd be like realm of nobles and if that's taken on tiny urls it could be like for me i teach at usm could be usm realm of nobles boom and now you have a link to your website and you can kind of add a little more of that theme go out there and find pictures of castles or spaceships or whatever set those as the background and all of a sudden you have a little game center and a place that you can put some of the theming around your game at and i absolutely love it so that's one that has been really awesome for me then i put on here bulletin boards i gotta be completely upfront. Bulletin boards is my kryptonite. I don't think I could ever be a lower school or elementary teacher because I think they need that sort of tactile creativity that I don't always have. I'm, I'm pretty good digitally, but not so good tactile. So my bulletin board's pretty flat. Got a title at the top, and that's it. And I usually hang like student work, so I don't actually have to think through the whole board. But I know a lot of you out there have this talent. So think about how you could be using bulletin boards to sort of extend your game. Put a big map up there. Let kids kind of travel around the map. Uh, maybe put some of the characters there uh, or maybe put a message board, incoming messages, have it be old school and paper and have those messages sort of posted. These are all things you could do. Uh, and and this, this right here kind of belies the point of why I love gamification is that creativity and that element of surprise that kids would experience in your class. Take what I just said. Something I do not do in my class is I have... Uh, this this idea of this bulletin board with maybe messages on it. Now imagine if there was this ancient sort of message board that kids would see and receive messages at, and you could kind of hang the letter there, and all of a sudden kids are like, ooh, we got a new letter. They could pull it off the thing, kind of read it to each other, right? And it could m- maybe like offer very various quests for kids to do, but that element of surprise, that element of change over time would be kind of exciting and easy for you to monitor. And then at your leisure, you could build a bunch of different side quests that the kids can kind of expect to receive from this sort of bulletin board. There could be different messages from different people like, oof, I'm thinking of all sorts of things for you that are good with the bulletin boards. Maybe do something like that. Uh, All right, on to my kind of next piece that I think we should kind of discuss. If you're thinking through updating your game or building a game, currencies are integral if you're talking about a year-long game. Kind of the most basic but most fundamental currency I have in my game is the currency of XP, right? Experience points. This is just for doing things in the game. They're earning experiencing points. And that's kind of the total game winning category is 
having the most XP, right? Both in terms of the house or the class period having the most XP, but also individually, kids are excited to move up that leaderboard and see where they're at on the leaderboard and, and kind of grow and grow and grow and hopefully earn a little more and a little more. All right. But other currencies exist out there. Now, I have talked about battle points. Uh, I think I'm going to have to do a whole course on that uh, because there's some people that kind of have some questions about that. And, and battle points was just my way of sort of spicing up review games. But you could use battle points in any which way. But the point is for all these currencies is something that's collectible and or usable. Uh that's, that's a measure or a metric, right? So money, gold, if you add that to your game. Magic, can they be collecting this magic and this ability? Skill points is a colleague of mine across the hall. That's what she uses, skill points. And then they can spend their skill points to upgrade in various categories. There's a number of ways you can use currencies in your game, and they're kind of exciting. But they take a little more time to think through because take that skill point the moment I say that you have skill points to upgrade in various categories, now you got to think through the categories. What are some things? How are they balanced? So that if I choose to be the mage and like now I have some magic spells, I want to make sure that the like five, six, eight, ten things that I can upgrade on that are just as powerful as that of the archer, right? So that, you know, no kid, it just doesn't produce this thing where like everybody's like, well, yeah, you should just be the mage. That's the best one right you want some exciting things along the way as well as kind of basic right don't fall into that trap of making every upgrade insanely powerful a lot of growth over time can be modeled in our games for our students that just like them you don't instantly learn how to play the piano and then move on to the violin like it's (laughs) incremental you learn a few more chords a few more like you finally learn how to use those pedals down below and like you're slowly gaining your piano skills before you'd ever think of jumping to that next thing. So same thing here. Maybe have like every three upgrades or so, there's the big movement, the big like, ooh, now I can do this. But in between, there's just these light sort of growth pieces, or maybe there is nothing other than you've moved farther down the chart kind of thing. Uh, Something to think about. Again, we're lightly talking about it today here. This isn't for you to totally get to know everything. It's really to talk to some of those that have done it to tell them, you know, this is a great time to use to sort of update and think through maybe some of your currencies, maybe adding a new currency this year. How fun and exciting that would be. Because the moment you start talking about currencies, we can get to this next piece, which is my absolute favorite piece that involves me in the gamified class and that is coming up with items and power-ups i absolutely love using these with my students so fun so exciting and when you start to talk about currencies now you can have items that affect those currencies maybe i earn more gold by playing this particular card maybe i get to upgrade two things with my skill points. Maybe, you know, uh, I'm able to gain a skill that's across from one of my skills on this like tree that, you know, I would be making if I, if I developed that aspect of my game. You can start to see by having the currencies, you now can have items that affect those currencies. That's what's called interlocking mechanics. And so the more mechanics you kind of add to the game, the more, items can interact with those mechanics the only thing you got to make sure is that it's worthy of making an item aka 
it, will the students experience this enough? Like if you make an item that's just good once in the year, you know, it's it's super less exciting and less useful. But if you make an item built around something that's going to happen eight times a year, 10 times a year, weekly, daily, those are super awesome, right? So interlocking mechanics is the same way, like, are they going to be experiencing these things enough? But if so, like these currencies, they're going to be dealing with gold, like building an item around gold, building an item. I have tons of items around XP, right? Because I know that's like the spinal cord to my game. Everything sort of connects and plugs into that. So they're going to be experiencing that on a daily, right, in the game. So it makes sense to build items around it. I have battle points or BP in my game that happen pretty much every unit's review and i have eight units so at very least they're going to experience that eight times it's worth it as i developed more and more around bp it's not just now used for those kind of activities it's used for all sorts of activities so by doing so uh that's that's helpful right and now i can build more items around that uh, another idea for items, if you're upgrading your items, is think about categories. This is something uh, I'm thinking about doing this summer. I'm not certain. Uh, my items don't have categories. So on my template, there's kind of a center bar where you could kind of pick a category. You could type that this is a magic item, right? Or that this is an XP-based item, right? Uh, but if you thought through three, four, five, maybe six categories, that's probably where I would tap out. This is easier than like, this would be easier organization as well as it would maybe be helpful to students because when you're paying students, you could say, you know, what category of item are you hoping to get? And then you could kind of look through your binder and kind of be like, oh, she wants an XP item. And then here are my like 10 XP items. That could be kind of nice. It might help through, help kids understand immediately what this item's good for. So they don't have to go bounce down below and read the whole card. They can kind of see, oh, this is XP card. This is a BP card. Um, I don't have that. And I kind of wish I do, but I'm up to like 150 items. And I don't quite know which category organization would work for me. But maybe your game, that would be an easier decision. Maybe your game only has sort of three sort of categories and you could apply those categories to your items. This would be a great time to sort of refresh your game in those items. And by doing that, by having the intentionality of the categories, I guarantee you, you will think of more items in those categories, which will be also helpful for you to sort of breathe a little more life into your game by having those categories. Uh, lastly, uh, think about interlocking items. Interlocking items would be epic. This is where like one item could help another item. I have this in my game. I have a few items that do this. For example, I have a badge that gets taped to the front of their binder that's called fire, the fire badge. And then I have probably about 10 items that interact with the fire badge and it all improves the item, right? If you have some arrows, if you have, then you can have fire arrows. They, they have a little more BP, for example. Uh, if you have fire, like the forge ends up producing a little more, a little better, a little faster, right? These kind of things, these nice interactive items, these, these interconnecting items could be really good. So think through ways that you could have items connect with each other, amplify each other, maybe be aspects or parts of an item. I know Jamie Halsey with her sort of Star Wars theme does an item that does the lightsaber, but you have to kind of assemble so many kyber crystals or whatever to sort of 
finish off your super powerful lightsaber. So it's not just immediately get a Kyber crystal and boom, your lightsaber works. It might take three, four item power-ups to truly make this thing. But then whatever that is, make sure it's epic because at least in my game, the rate at which kids get items and power-ups is slow. So you don't want it to be that like in a month and a half, they get this thing that lets them go back to their locker once. Like that's just not worth six weeks of investment. But if you get them excited that, yeah, you're going to move up that skill chart by doing this. Yeah, this is going to give you sort of a power that maybe very few have. That's epic. That's worthy of it. But these are things to think through about your game if you're sort of doing kind of a a mega game sort of refresh, a, a focus on intentionality and something new to try this year. You have an epic amount of time to do that right here in summer and it's super fun. Uh, also, if you happen to connect with others in the XP lab or EMC2 community, there are lots of people that would absolutely love to have that discussion. So think about that and how you might have that discussion with others about your gamified class. All right, everybody, that's all I have for you today. I truly do hope to hear from you using the hashtag WellPlayedPodcast and tag me at Mr. Matera. I have absolutely loved exploring these mega game refresh with you. I hope you guys are having a great summer. Enjoy the day and play on. 